Hello, welcome to Book Talk. This is your host, Anthony Moirore. And as always at Book Talk, we get to have an author come and tell us about his book or her book. And today is no exception. We have one great guest with us uh, whose name is Julia Royston. And she's right here. And she's done so much that I can't even start talking about what she's done. She's, she's a musician, she's been, been in ministry. She's, oh, no, just, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a great ride here today. But uh, one of the greatest things that she's here for is because of her book, which says, live your best life. Now, don't we all want to live a good life? And so, without much ado, we are going to welcome Julia to the show. Welcome. Thank you. So glad to be here. I'm greatly honored and, and privileged for your audience and anyone else who will be listening on the replay. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and we are honored that you took your time to be with us here. And uh, it's a great thing to have you uh, in this show of ours. Now, please tell us a bit about yourself even before you get started on your book. Well, um, well, first off, uh, I own two publishing companies, BK Royston Publishing and Royal Media and Publishing. And then I have a, a coaching uh, community, the Book Business Bosses Coaching. So I'm all about books. Uh, but prior to uh, this 13 years, uh, I was a, a librarian teacher for 30 years. Okay. So I've been in books ever since I could read or even before I could read. Um, so I am I'm married. Uh, I'm the oldest in my family. I have two younger sisters. Uh, my father is deceased. My mother is still alive, but my father is deceased. He passed away about 11 years ago. Um, but um, I come from a long line of teachers. My dad was a retired teacher. Uh, my mother taught in church. My dad was director of Christian education. I'm a retired teacher. My sister has five years ago. And my youngest sister, she taught in church too as well. So we, uh, my dad, my parents raised a whole family of teachers, whether in the public school system, I taught 12, 10 years in the private school system and um, 12 years in public. And then I was a law, medical and um, um, corporate librarian. So books has been my entire life. And um, my parents taught us that education was key. Everything was just key to making sure that you were educated. It didn't necessarily make you better than anyone else, but it gave you options. It gave you opportunities. Um, it gave you not just information, but it gave you a chance to live a better life. Whoa, 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 wonderful. So it's about books, 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 and more books, books. and books and more books. Yeah. How All to read them. them? How to sell them? How to stock them? How to write them? How to publish them? <laughs> it's all about that. You got it right. That's exactly oh, what it's like. And that's that's a very wonderful. And so you own two publishing companies, and it's interesting. I only thought that uh, once you are successful in one thing, you can always stick on that. How come you have two publishing companies? Well, it's two brands. It's ah, okay. two separate brands. So um, BK Royston Publishing is my first company. It actually is 13 years old. Okay. Um, and that's where faith-based and family-friendly um, children's books, inspirational, faith-based books are. Okay. But I kept having people ask me about, 
other genres that don't quite fit into the Christian market quality materials, but they didn't quite fit into the faith-based and you would want to read your grandmother to read or you want your young child to read. So for many years, because Royal Media is only five years old. Okay. So for eight, the first eight years, I said no and no and no. Yeah. Until I realized from an entrepreneurial state, I was leaving money on the table. Okay. So therefore, I said, I have to have a separate brand. You can't mix those. Yeah. So Royal Media and Publishing, uh, or VK Royce and Publishing has 200 authors. Royal Media and Publishing has about 15. So Ooh. it's younger, newer, and, um, but I am selective, even though um, I am an independent publisher, I am selective about what I will publish. So it has to be a quality story, whether it's on BK Worst and Publishing or Royal Media. I don't just publish anything. Oh, yeah. There are some can, things I have yeah. said no to. Yeah, we can all imagine that because uh, once we, I mean, we keep hearing of authors who have written books and they say that I've been to a hundred publishers and they all said no. So you just can't take anything that comes your way and publish it. Well, I mean, it's it's got to... Um, even if it's a little more on the adult side, yeah. um, it still has to be a quality story. It still has to be something that's meaningful. It has to be tactful. It can't uh, birate people by their race, by their creed, by their color, by their gender. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for overly abusive stories. Now, some memoirs just have that in. People were molested or abused, et cetera. I get that. Yeah. But, you know, having a character just overly abuse someone and in a horrific way on and on. No, I, I can't stomach if I can't stomach it to read it. I, you know, I, I'm not going to publish it because even though the author's name is on the front and you turn it over on the back, uh, my logo is on it and that's my name on it. So, uh, you know, that's that's like my stamp of approval on something. Uh-huh. and uh, I can't. Your, your name, you know, the, the scripture tells us a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And so my father preached that and teach, taught that all the time. Your name and your reputation is all you have. Your word is all you have. So yeah. therefore, if I put my stamp on it, it may not appeal to you, but it's going to appeal to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. We always have to protect our name by those we associate with. I mean, Yes. You say birds of a feather flock together. So if someone is publishing at your publishing house and the book is a bad image, it is sending a bad message to the society, then you are responsible too for it. Exactly. And then another thing too is I always ask, what connection do you have now? I didn't, I didn't do it at first. Uh, yeah. The first person I published was probably after a year I had been in business. And I knew them personally. So I didn't, I didn't get into all the details of why, because it was a book of poetry and, and I enjoyed all of it. So I didn't really get into depth, Mm -hmm. but now people that I do not know personally, Mm -hmm. I really want to make a connection. Why this book, just like you're going to ask me about live your best life. I'm doing the same exact thing. What connection do you have? How passionate about this are you? Are you willing to stand before people and talk about it? Are you willing to come on a podcast with Anthony and talk to him about your book? How connected are you to it? And some people are like, oh, I just want to write. Well, as a business owner, I'm like, 
Well, what does that look like? You know, because we still have to sell this thing. Yeah, you got you've invested your time, your money, your effort, but you don't want it to move. You don't want people to read it. You don't. Yeah. So then that makes me really question your motives and, yeah. and question like how committed you are to it. So yeah. therefore, I'm like, mm, okay, I'm just going to wait on this. Uh, let yeah. me get back to you. Let me get back to you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are those who come with pseudonyms. They say I have written something, but I don't want to be identified with it, so I'm going to use a pseudonym. And if you don't want to be associated with it, then something also is not so right. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, and I have one of those who's written under a pen name, and. Uh, the, the success of it has never really gotten there because the person is not willing to stand up and take the hits, take the criticism, take the blows. And I'm, I, you know, I tried to explain to him, are you sure, you know, it's going to be, you know, it, it, it's not going to go the same as I'm Julia Royston and here's my book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be the, the same thing because we've are people um, do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yeah. So when they pull out their credit card or their cash money, or um, they go on Amazon to buy it, they're making an investment, not just in that book, but sure. they're making an investment in you. Mm -hmm. So therefore they want to know who they're investing in. Uh -huh. So therefore, you know, it, it does make a difference. And yeah. I have written under a pen name too, and I've had to do a whole marketing and promotion yeah. around this is me. Because people are like, I don't know who that is. Well, it's me. But, you know, I had two separate brands and I have two separate styles that I want to write under. So, you know, it, it is a little bit more difficult. And you're right. Yeah. If you're not willing to stand up for what you've written, you know, there there's a big question mark. On that question as well. Somewhere there. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's go to live your best life. Please tell us a bit about that. Okay, so live your best life is, um, so I was asked to um, have a program on a radio station. And mm -hmm. so it's um, I, it's every week, it's on envision-radio.com. And okay. so that's their live your best life. And yeah. I, the reason why I named the show live your best life mm -hmm. is because there are multiple facets of me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're right. I am a singer, I am a songwriter. Um, I write, I've written 60 books. Mm -hmm. I am a business owner. I'm a coach. I'm a speaker. I'm an entrepreneur. So oh. I want to talk about a multiple, I even have a nonprofit foundation. Yeah. So I have multiple facets of me. So uh -huh. it's a life. Yeah. And, and in though books are number one in my life, uh, pretty much right now, I still have more facets of me than just books only. Yeah. So I didn't just want to limit it to uh, just about writing and just about books, although mm -hmm. a lot of my uh, a lot of my guests are authors. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about um, living your whole entire life, yeah. your health, your wellness, um, your body. Um, at times, I'm talking about your mental state, your emotional state, mm -hmm. um, your money state, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the state of your money. So, living your best life is not necessarily doesn't look the same for everybody yeah what my best life is and what your best life is is not for you yeah, but number one is that you need to live it whatever mm -hmm. that looks like for you make sure you're living the best enjoying it yeah um, dwelling in it 
the mm-hmm. best that you can. Mm-hmm. So of course, anything that I'm really into, I'm going to write about book about it. <laughs> ah. So that's where I picked um, really 10 things um, that would apply to me and you take, and everybody can just, you know, associate or assimilate themselves to it, whether they identify with it or whether they don't. Um, 10 things that I really talk about mm-hmm. of living your best life, mm-hmm. you know, having a good name. Are you, uh, are you uh, sure you're working a job, but are you are really pursuing your dreams? Mm-hmm. That thing that, um, that you're, um, that you don't necessarily tell everybody that hidden thing that you've always wanted to do. Are you utilizing your gifts? Yeah. Gifts. I believe that every human being has been given a gift. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that your gift make room for you and bring you before great men. But yeah. it also, I believe your gift will be the thing that will make you never be poor a day in your life. Yeah. Whatever you're gifted to do naturally it will always profit you. Mm-hmm. Somebody should, because you do it so well, people will be willing to pay you for it. Yeah. Pay you if you do it. Mm-hmm. So therefore the person who says, oh, I just put flower arrangements together because I just like the way these colors look. And somebody else like me who doesn't have that gift said, how much for that arrangement? I'll pay you for that. Mm-hmm. Or puts gifts baskets together or decorates whole halls. I don't have that gift either. Yeah. And decorates whole halls and, and does event planning, which I have a part of that gift, but I need somebody else who's really thinks outside the box. Those kinds of things that people say, oh, I just do that for fun. I've done that for my family reunion. It don't matter. So those kinds of things, people pay people to do those things yeah. and, and those services. Mm-hmm. So what is living your best look li- life look like for you? It may not be for me. It, it may, you know, and you hopefully shouldn't be living some life that somebody else decided for you, yeah. that you should be able to breathe and live in your own truth mm-hmm. and walk in the freedom of saying, no matter what you say, I am at peace. Yeah. I am at peace with my own inner self. Um, I have peace with God and I have peace with me. I strive to live in peace with man, but if you don't agree, love you, keep moving. We good, you know, yeah. peace out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah. so that, that's the premise behind Live Your Best Life to really encourage people because I've met so many people that were hopeless and I hate this job and I don't like the city and, oh, I don't like where I live. Ooh, change it. Change, change it. it. I mean, someone say change that you're, you're not a tree. The tree is the one that stays in the same place all its life. Exactly. You have, you have the potential to make the changes that you want in your life and be something different. Be someone exactly. else. Exactly. Be someone else. Be something else. Yeah. Recreate yourself because it doesn't matter where you start. Uh-huh. It's where you're going and where you end up. Now, I know people say, I have a job. Yeah. I got a mortgage. I got three kids. They little. Okay. Yeah. But you can do a little on your dream every day. When yeah, you put yeah. them babies to bed, there and you say, "Okay, this hour is de- devoted to me." Even if it's uh-huh. an hour a week that you're working on your dream, it will amaze you what you can get done if uh-huh. you focus on you an hour. Now, me, I'm an early riser, so I'm up at three or four o'clock in the morning okay. when I'm writing. Okay. When I'm on a project, I'm up early, so yeah. them babies don't get up till eight. Mm-hmm. Then you, if you really love it, if you really want to do it, you'll be up at six. You, 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 and when the boogers get up at eight, they'll be like, mommy, you already up? Yeah, mommy's already up because mommy's been working on her dream. Something yeah. that may take five or 10 years. For me, married with no children, 
it may take me six months to get it done. It may uh-huh. take you five or 10 years to get it done, mm-hmm. but it does not matter. Long as you get it, baby, every day you're working toward the life you want for you and your children and your husband and your spouse, do it. Get it done. Yeah, that's it done. And I like the fact that uh, it's wide. I mean, the idea of gathering all the facets of life and talking about them, because life is not just one thing. I mean, exactly. we have all aspects that come together. It's about my social life, my family, about my business or the job that I have. And they make up a life. So if you've got to see every corner of our life and bring them together to make yeah. a harmonious life. So the question is, because you're talking about chasing your dreams and the time, the sacrifices that you need to make and look for the time to chase your dreams. How do you find the balance of all those things? I mean, you've got the family job and everything that you can mention, like your case, you're a singer, a musician, a composer, right. a writer, a teacher, right? Radio room. <laughs> That's quite much. <laughs> well, you have to... Um... You have to be organized mm-hmm. because being a, now my my background is not organized because I have all kinds of books because that's what I do. I'm a publisher. I've got books and, you know, I got my microphone, my light, everything here yeah. uh, established for for what I do. Mm-hmm. But I am organized. I get up every day to yeah. determine what I want to accomplish this day. Mm-hmm. What do I need to accomplish for this week? Mm-hmm. What do I need to accomplish for this month? Yeah, you have to. You can't be as they say, haphazard, willy-nilly about it. Oh, switching gear. Uh-uh. You got to work and I'm, I'm going to just wait for what is going to come today and I see what I'm going to end tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and and things do come. Yeah. Uh, okay, so prime example. Before we came on this interview, uh, somebody inboxed me on social media and said, do you have a time, a, ch- a chance to talk? No, baby, I don't. But I do have a calendar, talkwithroyson.com. You schedule a time and I'll meet with you then. Ah. But because I had somewhere to be. Yeah, sure. I had something that I had to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not want to ignore them because I did have 30 seconds to respond to them. But I wanted to let them know, I heard you. I saw you. Yeah. But this is, I cannot accommodate you today. And definitely not in this moment. Because I, I have somewhere to be and yeah. something to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, therefore you have to, have a planner, have mm-hmm. a calendar, mm-hmm. have uh, organize your life. Now, emergencies arrive. If yeah. I had somewhere to be and I had a flat tire, that's an emergency. That's an unforeseen circumstance that you have to shift and you have to make, uh, make as they say, do what it do. But those things that you can plan and prepare, uh-huh. there has to be a lot of no's in your life and you have to be strategic about your yeses. Uh, this week is devoted to this here. Yeah. This day, this hour, this minute is devoted to this here. Unless there's some emergency that happens, a mm-hmm. fire, uh, you know, somebody sick, this is what we're going to be focusing on. So organization really, uh, discipline and organization really takes precedent. And if you don't have that, you need a coach. If you don't have that, you need an accountability partner. Uh-huh. If you don't have that naturally, then weekly. You need to meet with somebody. You need to pay somebody to meet with them to help you get on track. Over time, mm-hmm. it'll become second nature. It'll become a routine. It'll wow. become something that you do naturally. Now, I was raised on entrepreneurship. My yeah. father and my parents had a cleaning service with 50 employees. Okay. So we had calendar. We knew every day 
what we had to get done and what had to get done. And by the time we left for school, when we came home, before we went to bed at night, we knew the things that we had to get accomplished yeah. that day. And so this is a carryover of my whole life from birth. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have that upbringing. Some yeah. people have always lived and scattered, I didn't know. But you can so always you have to develop that. Yeah. You can always start. You can always start. Yes, you can always start. Yeah, you can always start. If you're teachable, if you're if you're teachable and you really want that thing, mm -hmm. you, you you will do it. You'll make that change. You will it, do it. Yeah, and you talk about planning and yes, uh, and then you meet with some challenges, some obstacles along the way. But I remember this quote uh, that someone once said that it's better to be prepared and not meet an opportunity that, than meet an opportunity and not be prepared. Oh my Lord, I just can't, I can't tell you how powerful a statement that is. Uh -huh. It is really, and because uh, just a, a sidebar, so a friend of mine, we're both in business, both entrepreneurs, and probably I would say 14, 15 years ago mm -hmm. now, I guess, we used to have um, Saturday morning early. She had children, I don't have any, but we would get up at eight or nine o'clock and we would start planning out our businesses yeah. And talking about where we wanted to be and what we wanted to do. And we um, had a, a Google Doc, just a Google Doc on a Google Drive. And we would share things that we were working on and whatever. And we prepared for so many things that we didn't see happen mm -hmm. for five to 10 years later. Mm -hmm. And then we could go back and get those docs and get those the software and say, oh, here it is. Oh. I recorded it. Yay. And yeah. now the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. And we have it already. We may uh, have to tweak it a little bit to update it, uh, but it's best to sit down and plan for. So what if you did? And, um, I, have a and, I, and I agree with you. It's good to put it on paper. And if you even now with these days with the advance in technology, you don't have to put it in pen. With, uh, on exactly. And exactly. you put it online. Somewhere that you can always go back and get it. At, at anywhere in the world, you can get it. Google Docs, you long as you can log in with Wi-Fi, you can get it anywhere in the world. So it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, I left my jump drive. Oh my gosh, I'm not at home. Uh -uh. Uh -huh. Log in, baby. It's right there. It's a beautiful thing. No, that's wonderful. And uh, talking about, you said someone may not have been brought up in the same culture that you were brought up, the unorganized culture and things like that. But you can always get a coach or an accountability partner. Let me ask you a question. Do you coach people on that? Yes, area? sir. You do? Most definitely. I coach people for writing, publishing, and business. So go to talkwithroyston.com. Yeah. That's my calendar. We can make arrangements um, to either be on Zoom or if you're in the U.S., we can talk on the phone. Yeah. Uh, if you're outside the U.S., we can make arrangements. I'm full-time. So I, I, as I say, I'm up early with Anthony. I can stay up late with somebody else. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just make arrangements or you can email me too as well at uh, Royston Julia, my name in reverse at gmail.com. And let's schedule a time to have a conversation. Oh, uh, I do offer a free consultation first so I can know exactly what services you need and what direction you're going in. But then after that, uh, we'll talk about what that looks like for you and what yeah. your needs are specifically. Oh, so, wonderful. Yeah. And we're going to tag uh, some links so that people can get to Thank you. To I you appreciate that. So that they can always uh, get the benefits that you're talking about. Now, you, 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 you talked about coaching and publishing and uh, business and entrepreneurship. But uh, 
in what we are talking about, living your best life, is there a program that looks at the general outlook of, on life and like what they say, a life coach? I mean, do you have such? Yes, I do that too. Yeah. Because, um, you know, people, when they come to you, they bring everything. They don't just bring their books. Yeah. They bring their life situations. So I, I had a, a young man, I had an event and, and I was in a mall. So sometimes uh, around the country, mm-hmm. I've gone and had e, uh, book events in the mall and he walked in and he was a poet and, you know, and as they say, he, he spit a poem. He was great. Video went live, whatever. But when I met him later, he had a whole lot of things going on. Yeah. Like he ended up being homeless. And then uh, he wasn't homeless when I met him, but he became homeless. And then, mm-hmm. then he had um, some addiction uh, 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 issues and problems. Okay. So now I, I just talked to him. He got, he was in a shelter on the West Coast in the US. Mm-hmm. And so then I just talked to him. And I guess I'm like his mama, his auntie, whatever. And so over time, even though I published his two of his books, over time, you know, now he's out of the shelter. Mm-hmm. Now he's in his own apartment. Mm-hmm. He's starting life again. Uh, he has a job. You know, he's moving forward. But it wasn't always like that. Okay. So walking someone through those transitions mm-hmm. to prioritize their life yeah. and prioritize what's most important. Your safety is most important. If you're in an abusive relationship and things of that nature, sometimes your mental stability and health is mm-hmm. most important too. To living your best life, sometimes it means um, you may need a professional. I don't can't claim to be a professional therapist, but I'm, I'm subject to recommend you to one. Uh, I have plenty of uh, professional therapists to recommend you to, but helping you organize what's the most important thing in your life? What are the five things that you really want to be doing and should be doing? And you know, these are two or three that are toxic, that are stopping you. So we work through that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Life coaching, most definitely. Oh, that's wonderful. So someone is going to connect to you. Yeah, they can. Talkwithroyston.com. Let's have a conversation. That would be good. So, uh, you mentioned one or one or two points. Uh, I mean, the topics or the chapters in the book. But we'd like to have some more, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, really, the the living your best life um, piece is really all about. And and bottom line, it's all about determining uh, where you want to go and getting that direction mm-hmm. and getting that. Uh, um, you know, and if you do need a coach, mm-hmm. speaking of coaches, you may need to, to do that. Mm-hmm. You may need to start afresh a and start mm-hmm. all over again. Mm-hmm. You may need to stop some habits mm-hmm. um, that you have formulated mm-hmm. over time that you know are detrimental. Yeah. You may need somebody to help you manage your money mm-hmm. so that you can have money, but you you lose money. Money just goes uh, goes from you. Because yeah. money does answer all things and it's going to take money to move your dream and move your goal and visions to the next level. A lot of people don't like to talk about money. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell me how to spend my money, baby, but it's not working for you. It's, it's, you, you don't have what you need to live that best life. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about being rich and mansions and cars and all that. I'm just saying the ends is not meeting. Where, where, you, know, you don't have enough money to just make rent and, uh, and basic necessities. Mm-hmm. So having that 
whole facets of your life where your finances, where you're, and I've been there, believe you me, yeah. upside down, credit cards, wrong, wrong way. And I'm like, help, and had to get it fixed and had to get it organized. So I'm not condemning anybody because I've been in that situation myself, but yeah. you have to decide what that actually looks like for you and what your actual needs are. Do you really need all this house? Mm -hmm. do you, you know, uh, the kids are now grown. So what you gonna do? This is the best life you got. You got all that to yard and all that house to be dealing with. Well, maybe you love it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't need all of that. Maybe you do need to downsize. Uh -huh. So determining what that life looks, uh, the ideal place looks like for you. And then uh, another thing is rest and recovery. Okay. Resting because, yeah, I, you know, I'm on my grind. I, I'm working constantly, but I'm learning how to rest and recover, mm -hmm. not recover my mind, recover my body. Um, I did some traveling over the, my husband and I were uh, traveling on business trips the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that we did, we found that um, when the event ended that we needed we're getting older. I'm not that old, but you know, we're getting older. So I needed a day of rest yeah. to recover before we got in the car and gone back again, or get on a plane and go back. You know, you need a day to really recover. So you need to build that in. Oh. For me, I need to, maybe you don't, maybe people could just, oh, I, I'm just going to get on the road right off this old. Yeah. I'm not that girl. I need a day to reorganize, wind down, rest, and then get on the road and travel again. So rest and recovery and renewal, self-care is so important. Yeah, I think as, as we get older, that self-care piece of what we need. There are times when I do have to get out of this office. Mm -hmm. And I, I live near the, in, in um, Kentucky and Indiana is okay. divided, and Ohio, the Ohio River runs down it. Uh -huh. And um, sometimes I do need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and just go sit on a park bench and look at the That's water. Good yeah, I mean, just whoosh. Yeah, you know the daily activities, all of that. Just take it to so totally it's, out of your mind. So it's not just about waking up at three a.m. and walk, 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 walk. No, no. Out of your dreams, <laughs> no, we had to have some right? balance. Look at yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've got to give yourself some time to. You do. You do. Your body. Ah, that's good. That's very good, and. Uh, it's good when I hear you talk about you've been there and then you therefore you can help someone who's in it. I mean, it's always good for someone who's experienced some challenges in life to help someone. I mean, to get give someone a hand and walk them through, not out, but through. Yeah, I, I think that is really important. I mean, I find women that have uh, been divorced um, come to me a lot of times because I have been through a divorce. I've been married before. Oh. So therefore I'm able to help somebody mm. else uh, with that problem. And no, I wasn't molested. I wasn't raped as a child. Mm. So I, 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 I don't minister to that. I mean, uh, I, I think you need a, a more a professional, but you're exactly right. Experiences that I've had and, and with writing and business and entrepreneurship, I've been on the front lines of that. Having trouble with my finances, uh, in the past, I've been on the front lines of that. I can tell, okay, you just have to stop. You have to stop spending. You have to decide what quality of life do you want to have? Do you yeah. always want to be uh, on the broke end and not having enough? Or do you uh, eventually want to say, 
okay, I have income. I have multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. I can create multiple streams of income. Yeah, it may take a little bit more work, mm -hmm. but I can have multiple streams of income so that when one is down, the other one That's is right. making money. When one is doing this, yeah. I, I can move around and I'm not stuck. No one is controlling me. Now, I do have control issues and I, I, you know, I'm Julia Royston and I do have control issues, <laughs> but I don't, you know, I don't like to be confined and controlled into a situation where I see there's no way out. Uh -huh. And when I see that, I, you know, I, I start to get panicked. Like, how am I going to bring out? I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not claustrophobic, but I, I don't like that. I don't like being where there's no way out. And mm -mm, no, I don't, I don't like that at all. So <laughs> I speak to say uh, and pray and, and have faith and, and work it and, to and, make and sure I, that I'm not there. Yeah. And I, th I think that's a very great advice to, especially some newly weds or people who have just started a family that uh, you don't look at the other partners, the only source of yeah, your survival because you could get- That's a lot for somebody. That's yeah. a lot to put on someone else. I mean, my husband, he is, uh, he's just, he's really good at that. And, okay. you know, he's great with money and he's great with uh, a lot of things and, and a shoulder to lean on and really wonderful as far as that's concerned. But, you know, that's a lot to put on one person to just, you're going to be my everything. No, mm -hmm. that's just not. And then also when you talk about marriage, um, thinking about um, that person for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Don't think about them like where they are right now. Oh, it's just like, because your body's going to change, your um, um, situations are going to change, um, your parents are going to get older, your children are getting older. So make sure that somebody that not only you love, but you like. Somebody who um, can go through a few of the ups and downs. When, when I was dating my husband, I was like, I'm going to go through all the holidays. How do you celebrate the holidays? How do y'all celebrate the fun, the funerals, the, 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 you know, all the family reunions? And what do you do when there's a trouble? I wanted to see all of that yeah. because I had been through a situation where they didn't handle it very well. <laughs> and so I said, I wanted to see how not only just, oh, he's cute. Oh, she's cute. Oh, she's yeah. fine. Oh, he makes this amount of money. What happens emotionally when things don't go right? Yeah. How, what are the thought processes when things, those are the things as you get older that you really value even more than he's cute, he's tall, he's got this cute car. Over time, you want to be able to have that shoulder to lean on, to cry on, to depend on. And, and that person that you can work with, you know, that um, my husband and I have a saying of meeting in the middle of the bed. And it's, you know, most people think, oh, that's romantic. No, well, it is. But meeting in the middle of the bed is our safe place, is the place where we say, it's not going good. Uh -huh. I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not having a good day. And, uh, or that, I, I don't agree with that. And and it's a safe place. We're not screaming and yelling in there. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're trying to understand the other person and make sure that the other person is going to be okay, or that we can find a solution to help each other through a very difficult time. Most of the time, I'm telling you, nine out of 10 of the times, it's usually something or someone on the outside mm -hmm. that's applying pressure to the relationship that we're like, mm -mm, we got we to we, we hold that at bay. Yeah. So I just really encourage people 
especially those who are extremely gifted and you want to be married, really be serious about who you connect yourself with yeah. and your gift, because that's your gift, that's your building business, that's your life, that's your career, that's your dreams and goals. It's a, it's a tough situation, but be yeah. careful. And, and now we bring in a, we call it a third party, you know, now this, in this case, or a second party. <laughs> I mean, uh, when you talk about now here, it's relationships, but uh, as we are living our best life, it's not just a matter of me and myself and uh, a relationship that is ending in a marriage, but we also have other kinds of relationships. We have close friends, we have business partners, I mean, it's not just me, and I've got to get to understand how to relate to others, my neighbor, my friend, my uh, spouse, and so on and so on. So Yeah, I mean, there, there are so many relationships, mm -hmm. because relationships are really key in business. Yeah. And I have, you know, I have different friends for different situations. And I, I have one friend that I've been friends with probably more than 40 years. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't care where you go. I don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to always be your friend and always love you no matter where you are. You can go as high as the moon and, and I'm going to be standing down here on earth waiting for you to come back and I'm going to be rooting you on and I love you. And so that, that's where we ended it. And do we talk every day? No. no. Are we friends on social media? Of course. And we're rooting each other on and I'm yay. You know, she has children and grandchildren. And so I'm yay. Oh, that's wonderful. And then the things I'm doing in business, she's yay. So therefore you've got to determine those friends. And then there's mm -hmm. friends that I've known just as long. We don't talk at all. I still love them, but we don't have that connection because they're doing their life and I'm doing my life. Uh -huh. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we, we didn't have no big falling out. And, you know, there's no argument that happened. You just, you know, as people come into your life for a season, a reason, and a lifetime. Uh -huh. And sometimes it's seasonal. And sometimes that season ends, uh -huh. but it doesn't necessarily mean that the love ends. Uh -huh. And so therefore, then you also have those people, let's just be honest, there are people that come in your life that are toxic, uh -huh. that are jealous, yeah. that cannot see you progress. And then you have to understand how to handle them as well. Okay. You have to understand how to deal with them as well. Yeah. Because there are new seasons in your life um, that you're focused in on and other people like, I can't get, and I've had a friend that was, I was 40 years friend with, and she said, I just don't understand this new you, this new focus. I don't understand it. And I said, well, baby, this is where we are. And, uh, you know, a new husband, new city, new everything. And she was like, I, I just can't make the, the transition with you. And I said, well, you know, I'll love you forever, but you go on. And, and we parted ways, you know, like, the women in the Bible, Naomi said, I'm going with <laughs> Ruth and Naomi was going as Opal said, I'm going back to my people. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's just, it, it is like that. It's fine. Um, but, um, but you have to realize where and when, and it's back to discipline and organization. And right now in my life, in my season of my life, I don't have time for hate. I don't have time. It blocks up my flow of creativity. Mm -hmm. I don't have any time. I just say, God bless you and keep moving. I don't, I don't have time to, I have too much going on to really uh, get down into that emotionally. Most of the time, people who are um, sit in those toxic seats are not busy enough. <laughs> they have not found their purpose. They, they have not found their dream. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're not busy. 
you yeah. haven't found what is supposed to, you haven't um, come to grips also with the inner you. Mm -hmm. and when, and when you do that, oh man, you'd be like, great, go on, baby. Have it. Okay, I'm doing me. You do you, I do me. Yay. You know, you don't go away. Okay. You just, <laughs> yeah. So, um, one more thing talk about challenges. What part do they play in one's living their best life? What, I mean, because we are all going to meet with challenges. Yes, so you are. You are. You are. Yeah. All of those challenges. Uh, and I, I believe uh, mistakes are lessons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people say they're failures. I believe they're all lessons. They're there to teach us what to do, what not to do. Um, and then it, it, they're also not only lessons, but they help us to formulate what our standard is mm -hmm. what is going to be my mantra what is going to be my reputation mm -hmm. um you know am i willing to settle am i willing to do something unethical mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a test to determine that mm -hmm. so um but you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation yeah you don't know how you're going to react until you're in a particular situation to determine what you will so until you're in it you can talk all day long of if I don't get along with somebody, I'm going to give them their money back and, you know, we'll break the contract. But until you're in that situation, you don't know what you'll do. You don't know how. So sometimes those challenges come so that you'll know what you'll do mm -hmm. and know how you react. Because so I have had situations yeah. where we can't do business and it was hard. It was difficult. And I gave them their money back and we parted ways and we went on. So, but I, I now know what I will do. It's not a matter of, I think and talking a good game, I had to actually put my money where my mouth was, but I couldn't know that until I was in a challenge until my husband had cancer and I had a business to run mm -hmm. and I was still teaching full time and I had to do lesson plans. I didn't know I could handle all of that until I was in challenge until I knew you know, he was in ICU and I'm out in the hallway. Hi, this is Julia Royston at BK Royston Publishing. How can I help you? Oh, and then the secretary calls and says, I don't have any lesson plans. Yeah, they're on my, until you're in that, that multiplicity of challenges mm -hmm. and they're telling you that your husband is on a ventilator and you don't, you don't know what you will do. Now he's off and he's out and he's good, you know, he's good but you don't know what you will do until you're in a challenge. You don't know how strong you are. It's like your roof. You don't know how good your roof is until it's in a storm. You don't know whether it's going to leak or not. Oh, yeah. your roof is good. Just looking at it. But baby, when you get in a storm, you're going to know whether you got a leak or not. Same thing is with your life. You're yeah. going to know whether you're able to sustain and handle a certain situation. Mm -hmm. You won't know until a challenge comes to yeah. your business, to your career, to mm -hmm. your body, uh -huh. to your life, to your family. You won't know until you've been in a storm. So that the, the, the challenge is to teach us. The challenge is to mold us and to make us. Oh. And, and it's like working out in a gym. You uh -huh. know, you don't know how, uh, how strong you are. You can't build more muscle if you don't have no weight on you. Mm -hmm. You can't build no muscle unless you're pushing, yeah. unless you're squatting unless you're dragging, unless you're throwing that heavy ball. You don't know, you don't know what you can do until that weight comes and that challenge comes. And there's going to be pain. 
Oh, yes, most most definitely. There's going to be mistakes made. There's going to be apologies that have to be sent. There's going to be uh, um, things in business that you have to forgive and things you're going to have to make up for and great customer service and calling you back and responding and refunding and discounting and, and all of that has to happen. But you don't know until it happens. So, so that's why the challenge life. comes. So living, your best, so living your best life is not a prob uh, problem-free life. Never, 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 never. But having the peace of mind and being able to look at the mirror and not be ashamed of looking at your own face in the mirror is worth millions. Being able to go to bed at night tired, but know that you've had a fulfilling day, that you have given it your best, that you have honored as much as you humanly could within a 24-hour period and you are looking forward to another day to get it done again. And then on the weekend, have some fun, eat pizza and brownies and watch a movie with your husband or you know, go out with friends. That's all a part of it, all a part of it. And it's the good, the bad and the ugly, but it's all makes up you and your life. But the big question here I'm asking, or someone who's watching this could ask himself or herself, who's not been in such a situation, someone who's having a husband in ICU and you're in a hallway talking about business matters, where do you find the strength to do it? Oh, and honey. Because well, for me, you know, everybody about. else, everybody got, they, they, as they say, Everybody got they what they do, but mine is faith in God. That's all I know. And of course, I didn't realize, you know, when you're in it, you just, oh, I'm just doing it. Yeah. But until later, I didn't realize, oh my goodness, you did all of that. I mean, as I say, I didn't realize it until I looked over my shoulder and looked back mm -hmm. at how far I had come and, and what all I had gotten accomplished and yeah. what all I had done, you know, leaving the hospital at midnight and then being there by six or seven o'clock in the morning yeah. because the doctors come early mm -hmm. to the hospital. And so realizing you're getting five or six hours of sleep, you need 10, but you're getting five or six hours because you don't want to miss the doctors and you want to know what they're saying. And your husband could be unconscious and not hear and not know. Yeah. And I mean, it was it was a lot and respond and your email. I mean, my laptop was on my, my lap mm -hmm. answering emails and returning calls. But you don't know, like I said before, you don't know until you're, you're in that. So you 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 realize that it's not only the the strength of yourself, but it's God and your family members and your friends in prayer for you, the ones who do know, the ones you are um, um, that you trust enough to tell that are helping carry you through. Because there are times it's so much, ooh, you don't even know how you did it, and you won't know until the end. And in everything after everything, after all the success in business, success and all the failures and things like that, we all end up having a beautiful life. <laughs> yes, we do. And, and all, it is beautiful. It is, it is, it is a beautiful life. Um, especially as you get older and you realize the people who helped you, the people you helped, the people who poured into you, strangers, you know, that you met in the hospital who were and said something encouraging to you, the nurses, the doctors, the, the friends, the, the people who watched you from afar, you didn't even know, the little children who watched you, uh, you know, and, and what you meant to them when you didn't even realize 
Is that what I said? <laughs> like, is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's all uh, uh, a good life because it's all working for my good. It's all working uh, for us to teach us, train us so that not only we can live our best life, we can help somebody else live theirs too. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, let me ask, could you be having the book around with you? Uh, someone could have a glance at it if you have it with you. Oh, uh, no, because I think I, okay. I told them. I never never have it. We'll, we'll send them to where it is on, online. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hold on. If, can you? No, I can't share my Okay, screen. it's okay. No problem. We're going to direct But them. live your best life. Live your best life. That's the book. And it's going to be... Ah. Oh, you got it. Oh, and it's a beautiful one. Leave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, uh, yay! Now, let me, let me say, tell you something. I, I don't see all the rest. All, I only see live life, and that's enough. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Let me get it closer. Yeah, there okay. we go. Uh, the glare on the thing. There life. you go. Live your best life, soul, business, and spirit. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank you very much. It's wonderful. Uh, so thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for being on our program. But before we go, we'd like you to give us a parting shot. A parting charge? Parting short. Um, when you wake up in the morning and uh, you see a new day, whether the sun is shining or whether it's raining outside, be thankful, be grateful that you're alive, that you have an opportunity to make each day a brand new day. And finally, each day brings you to living your best life. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. So once again, Julia Royston, we are very honored to have you on our show. And uh, please tell us your website once again. for those Sure. Who have to a have a conversation, yeah. go to talkwithroyston.com. Um, that's my calendar. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can find everything um, at uh, juliaroyston.net. Okay. Juliaroyston.net. That's good. So thank you very much. And uh, yes, we are wishing you the best life possible. Thank you. Thank you and so much. And to all the viewers also, we are wishing you the best life possible for you. Go live your best life. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye-bye for now. Thank uh, you. Okay.